Jeremy, it's so good to be bad. It's so bad to be good. I don't know, but this is uh, that's what we're talking about this week, kind of right. It's it's it should have been good. Mm. It's, it's the it. The, you know, it's like this entire episode. At this point, it seems like it should be really good. Right. But by the end of it, for all we know, Beep. we'll have totally wasted the potential. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe. I think you might have just named the episode the Wasted Potential episode. Because I've just been like, break, great cast, bad movie is what I tried to orient around. Mm. Mm-hmm. So. I am. Um, yeah, this is this is Wasted Potential. This is. The, I wanted it to be great, and it wasn't. Okay. All right. So that that should orient our audience, hopefully, right? So what we're talking about is, like, really, really amazing casts. Like, if you read it on IMDb or you saw it on Netflix or the Hulus or the Peacocks or the so many streaming services, you'd be like, oh, this has got to be a good movie. Oh, Tubi. Paramount. Paramount. Fubo. A.K.A. CBS All Access. A.K.A. Uh, whatever, uh, Paramount Plus, a.k.a. Viacom minus, I don't know. Viacom Civis. There's so many pluses. I don't want any more pluses. There is too too many pluses. I agree. Like, even, like, I love, I love these products. I want to be clear. I'm not denigrating the products in any way, nor even the content, literally just the names. When I think about, like, Disney Plus, it's, it's actually Disney. It's not Plus. It's just, they might as well just call it, like, Disney dot app or something you yeah, know just, just call it the disney app that's good that's what yeah. it is it's all of disney it's everything they own uh so yeah. yeah if you if you were scrolling through all of these uh amazing streaming services which we do love and pay for everyone uh you'd see this cast and you'd go yes and then you'd get to the movie and you'd watch some of the movie and in a lot of cases in my cases anyway you'd get about 20 minutes in and go oh boy this is not going well <laughs> Yeah, and, and you have to – the way I took this, JT, it wasn't – like we've done the Met episodes a couple of times in different ways, which is still actually one of my favorite things to talk about. It's the, the – because because the truth is the Met ones are, are even a different form of wasted potential where it's like you actually had – like these movies today are the – like you had a great cast lined up, but you had a terrible script clearly. Yep. And that's, you know, that's what went wrong. Um Maybe the directing, but in general, I would like as I look through my list, most of it is straight up like the story they tried to tell. So I agree. So story you tried to tell, I think, is good. Directing plays a role. However, there's one or two movies, and I'm just earmarking this so you maybe remember because I'll probably forget. There's a couple versions of this where I think the cast was right, but the casting was wrong. Like maybe just the wrong roles or the wrong chemistry, which I think is interesting. Like there's one in particular where I was like, oh man, like this. This should have been good, but then I was like, no, and the movie wasn't terrible. Like all of it was okay, but the the sum of the parts was gross. It's weird. Hmm. Yeah, I, I took mine into movies that I consider entirely train wrecks. Um, <laughs> okay. Like I'm looking at my list now, and there's two of them that I would say are palatable movies, and the rest are like no, these just, these are like, don't, don't like start over entirely kind of level movies. Okay. So one question before we start and then let's get started. My one question for you is what's your abandonment rate on film in general? It used to be very low. It used to be, I have walked out of the theater exactly once. Um, Okay. Yeah. 
one time, couldn't take it anymore. Funny thing is that movie, I cannot remember what it was. So (laughs) yeah, I've tried going looking based on like my vague memories of it, but this is like 1993. So I'm in college. So who knows? Right. Right. Uh, But there was some movie in the early nineties that I walked out of. Other than that, I tend to watch a movie pretty far through, even if I'm not really enjoying it. Uh, I'm looking at this list, like the list today are all movies. I entirely completed. Um, Okay. There might have been a couple that I would have given up that probably should have been on the list, but these are movies that I, I somehow managed to stick it through to the end. Got it. Okay. One more question before we get started. How did you define cast? As liberally as I wanted to. Okay. That's that's fine. Because one of the things <laughs> that I struggled with was there's a lot of movies, like, Certain movies, you don't make it past two or three, like, good cast members, and then it's a bunch of, like, very good actors, not taking away from them, but they're just not, like, stars. They're not people that you would be like, oh, you wouldn't see their name and be like, oh, I can't wait to see so-and-so in this movie. Like, that was one of the things that was tough for me, is that a lot of times, like, I found a lot of movies where there was, like, maybe definitely two, maybe three, but then it was like, meh. So I kind of drew a line where it was like, there had to be, like, four people-ish that I was stoked to see in order for this to be a, a full cast that I was bummed about, minimum. Four. Oh, my goodness, sir. My least cast member quantity for any title is five. And in some cases, I've got 10 plus. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I have I have some like that. But my, yeah. my, like, my threshold was if you're less than – if you're four or under, like if you're three, definitely not. There's I have one that's four. Everything else is five or more. I Like I would have accepted if you've got some movie that's, you know – two or three people like if you've got a movie like a moon or 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 a castaway where it's actually an incredibly small cast but the cast itself is so um, like if there's a movie with like tom hanks and denzel washington and um um i don't know uh, judy dench and emma thompson just the four of them and it's just awful that would be fine for me like okay i've got one or two of those we'll see okay okay all right all right so that means that i think you get to go first this week am i remembering that correctly I will kick the week off, and we'll start with our ritual. Ritual of our of our podcast is what we call the Shawshank, our category definer. If you want to know why, listen to episode one. It's available on wherever you're listening to this. <laughs> why do people say that in podcasts? Hey, you can find it where you find podcasts. Yeah, I know because I'm listening to you. I'm here right now. Maybe because so many people listen on YouTube. That's like a huge thing. I think it is and growing as well as it should be. But we'll talk about that some other time, my friend. So my Shawshank, the movie that is my category definer, needs no conversation. Uh, I, I've also changed the clues I'm giving you this week, JT. Okay. So normally, new listeners, we do a thing where we describe a movie in five words, some kind of clever, clever ruse, as it were, and uh, make the other person guess. In this episode, what I've done is I have the cast of the movie – Everybody known. I think obviously not all the extras because, you know, you, some of these movies that could go a while. But the the most important, kind of like this is the wasted potential. I'm going to put these X people in a movie and I'm telling you it's going to suck. Got it. And you're going to be like, what? So here we go. The year. Do you want the years? Are we doing years? Uh, you don't have to. Just make it all up. All right. Let's do it without the years. Okay. And uh, I think what we'll do is I'm just going to start. I'll go slowly. Like, I'll keep going so it's not like dead air, but you interrupt me the moment you have a guess. And you okay. can guess, I will I will allow one guess per actor reveal. Okay. 
Okay. Does that Got sound it. good? Fine with me. Vivica A. Fox. Okay. I like her a lot. Keep going. Ella McPherson. Um, okay. Keep going. Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. So I have this in my top five. So this is 1997. So, you know, for those who don't know, I'll finish the rest of the cast before the reveal. So after Chris O'Donnell, we'll go to Uma Thurman. Sure. Alicia Silverstone. Yep. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep. And George Clooney. Yeah. They made themselves in 1997 a train wreck of a movie called Batman and Robin. Holy rest of metal, Batman. Such a, such a horrible, horrible. So can we do this? I don't have a Shawshank. And I do want to talk about this movie. Let's do it. We'll save okay. it for you. So here's the deal. First of all, totally reasonable as a Shawshank, and that, that would be that would work, except I didn't want to Shawshank it because I'm 12 when this movie comes out. And so I want this movie so bad, right? I've already gotten Kilmer, who I think I've said on the podcast before, really, really good Bruce Wayne, really, really mediocre Batman, right? Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a comic book kid. I'm a Marvel kid. Marvel's not doing movies yet. I've got Keaton Batman, which doesn't really speak to me as much because I loved him. Right. But like it was different. And then you pull out all the people I love the most. Right. You've got Cher. You've got Clooney, <laughs> who's like rocket shipping right now. You've got that woman from Pulp Fiction. You got all these things that are supposed to be things that I'm, I'm so excited when this movie comes out. And as a 12-year-old, remember thinking halfway through the movie, I think with my friend Rob Duggan, this sucks. Like, it Did was you? That's brutal. what I wanted to know. Brutal. It was brutal to me. The only part of that movie I liked was Holy Rusted Metal Batman. Like, That's the only redeeming moment, potentially in the whole thing. What about Chill Out? <laughs> oh, God. It's just... It's so... This is one of those things where, listen, Clooney's too early in his career... Uma Thurman's not, by the way. Chris O'Donnell's too early. Alicia Silverstone's too early. I don't know that Arnold cared. But, like, nobody in that room went, hey, guys, I don't know. <laughs> like, Yeah, I, I, I'm in the same camp. This is in my, I really don't get how they ended up greenlighting what ended, what we ended up seeing. I, I don't, I, you know, I, after watching, I will say this. I think the the fact that we got to see sort of the produced version of, uh, not Jurassic Park, of uh, Justice League. Yeesh. They start with a J-U, you know. It's yeah, easy yeah. confusion. Almost the same movie. Uh, um, <laughs> we, by seeing the, the, the produced Justice League and then the Snyder Cut Justice League, I think gave us a really good understanding, more than many other director's cuts, et cetera, of a filmmaker's intent. Yep. I'd actually also say the Donner Cut of Superman 2 is probably up there. Yeah. Um, I can't possibly accept that there's a director's cut of Batman and Robin that's good. I can't accept that he had a vision of this story told this way where the only reason it sucked, and that's the word for it, is things left on the cutting room floor. If anything, this is probably the tightest version of this movie. That Yeah, I think you nailed it. And that, that's why I didn't want to Shawshank it because I wanted to talk about it a little bit for that exact reason. I honestly think this might be the best version of this movie, and that is absolutely disgusting like that's yeah. such yeah. a bummer that's such a bummer because like there's no world in which even in 
and look, let's be clear, 1997, like we don't have the MCU. There hasn't been like a really good structured, this is the right way to make superhero movie things yet. There's lots of stuff from the 70s. I think the 80s did good stuff. Batman was good, but it wasn't. Batman was amazing. Batman, 89 Batman. Was it amazing? Like 89 Batman in a world where there's no CGI, all special effects are practical. I think yeah, right. it's hard. You know, it's you are only four. So by the time you're appreciating Batman, you're already closing in on X-Men movies, right? Stuff had come out. That's that's why I say that, like, I don't own that Batman. Like, as a millennial, I just don't own that Batman movie because I didn't see that, like, and really get it. Because it was also, like, a little darker. There was some sinister stuff to it. I didn't understand it until I was, like, maybe nine at the earliest, right? Probably more like 10, 11, 12. I've seen that movie a hundred times. And I love it. But when you start putting it up against what I started watching, like the Matrix came out in 99, like stuff changed. Like it just got harder for my 13 year old brain to be like, that's cool, too. I was like, no, that's cool. And that's old. Like it just happened. That's right. And and, and you could argue that starting with Batman and going probably to T2, you have this very quick run of these amazing practical effects in movies like it's like the entire special effects industry had really just nailed everything by then. Yeah. And then, oops, along comes CGI and just kind of rewrites the game. Yeah. You know? So, the... Yeah, I, I, I don't accept that there was not good prior art in, in comic book movies. Also, Superman, the comic, the, the movie with Chris Reeves, wasn't... Was was actually good. Like... It's pretty good. It's dated. It's dated. It's not... It, after 42 years, I don't think it holds up all that well. Right. But at the time, it was it was good. It was never it was never a point like by '97 when this movie comes out, when Batman and Robin comes out. There's there is good enough comic book movies to not make this one acceptable. If oh. there had never been any, and this was the first, you know, different story. Yeah, this movie's unacceptable. Like, <laughs> there's no yeah. arguing that. So, yeah, I think we're on the same page. I, I did want to mention it just because I it's one of my first memories of seeing a movie in theaters as a person and being let down. Like, it's one of the first times I remember being mm. in the movie theater and being like, boo, boo, this movie. No, I don't like it. <laughs> well, especially because you were expecting something, right? That's. Yeah, anything. I was expecting it to just be anything better than it, than it wound up being. So for me to have that same thing is I'm trying to think now, like what would be a movie in like mid, like your birth year, right? Like 85, 86, that would have the equivalent level where I'm going to see it in the theaters with a, with a friend and we're all excited. And it's like, oh, that was not good. And I don't think we had anything because I think at the time, A, there were just far fewer entries. And like they weren't making movies for our, for our age at the time, the way they did starting in the 90s. Yeah, right. So... I don't think I had that same disappointment experience until much, much later. Although I will say that like eight-year-old me did not really appreciate educating Rita at the at the level I should have. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. That's too bad. It's classic. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't even know where to go first because these are all bad, but I've got one in here that's just a lot of fun. So let's go with this. I think this this might be the most insane cast I will give you of all of the movies. Maybe not. It's 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 crazy where we're going with this one. Ready? Yep. I'm picking the order. Here we go. Sean Hayes from Will and Grace. Love him. Okay. Maya Rudolph. I have this in my I have this in my top five. 
Just from those two. Pretty sure. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. James Corden. James Corden. TJ Miller. Miller. Yep. I'll continue the list for uh, those playing along at home or on your run or wherever you enjoy. Whatever app you're using to enjoy your podcast. I'm just going to keep going to that. Okay. Uh, the rest of the cast includes Anna Faris, Stephen Wright, Jennifer Coolidge, Sofia Vergara, uh, Rachel Ray, and Christina Aguilera. Yep. And it is the poop movie. I mean, the emoji movie. The emoji movie. Yeah. You know, it's just in the list of like, should obviously should just never have been done. Never. Right? Nothing about this movie makes any sense whatsoever. Nope. But, oh, my God, that cast. I would put that cast in any other animated movie and be a very happy person. Dude, I so we're going to share this because I'm keeping it in my top five. I watched this with my daughter because I'm like, oh, that cast, right? Basically, Maya Rudolph is so good in anything animated that it's impossible that this movie is trash. And within 20 minutes, I was like, oh, no. And then it just kept getting not better. And I can't, and I say not better instead of getting worse. It couldn't have gotten worse. It just never got better. It started terrible and just stayed in the, stayed in the lane. It just was terrible. <laughs> yeah. This is the kind of movie that I, I would say an interesting comparison would be Tron, actually, because I've talked about it a few times oh. recently in that my memory of Tron was obviously much fonder and looking back on it, it was a terrible movie or at least a mediocre movie, I guess at best a mediocre movie, but it was that the special effects and the sound and everything was just so groundbreaking that it, it sort of didn't matter back in the day. Sure. But having rewatched it recently, I was like, and especially when my kids were watching with me and they're basically everybody in the room's like, why, why are any of these things happening? This makes like literally makes no sense. Right. This is the same and the problem, the biggest problem Emoji Movie faced is that it comes out in an era where you can't make dumb movies that make no sense anymore. Right. Like that we, the 80s was, the, was that. We had that. And, and you don't get to do that in the, in the 20-teens or whatever we, we ever call that. Yeah. No, it's, it's like, it's again, it's one of those like unforgivable things because, and the thing that's crazy, and it breaks my heart because like, a lot of work went into it. Like there is like the anime, all a lot of the pieces, if you remove it from just how dumb the story is, all the rest of it's good. Like the, the voice acting is really good and the right. animation is good and all of it's good except the thing it absolutely could not be phoned in. Nothing was phoned in except, you know, the, the plot and story. And it just, right. it's such a bummer. It's such a, with, that, with the exception of James Corden. I don't like James Corden in almost anything he's ever done for some reason. I don't know why. Fair enough. I think uh, I think everything you said is about right. The this makes no sense from start to finish. Uh, I mean, I, I I can only one up you in one capacity, my friend, which is that I took my kids to see it in the movie theater. Oh, brutal! That's brutal. That's a really expensive bad movie. Yeah, and like the whole time, and not only that, they were a little younger when you know I didn't say how bad movies were. Now now they know what good movies are. At least my version of that. I'm training them well, JT. That's all I got to say. Oh, I believe that. Uh, I believe that. But I came out of this movie having to do the, wow, wasn't the animation cool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Like, where's the silver lining in this, uh, in this poop emoji? Um, Patrick Stewart was genuinely good in it. Hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, if they had just managed to channel what they wrote for him to the entire rest of the movie, we yeah. wouldn't be talking about it here today. 
Yeah, and it's so weird because again, like Hayes, Rudolph, Miller, these are people who have done good animated films. Like they know what a good script reads like. This was just a money grab. It was one of those weird, like probably thrown together scripts because it was relevant money grab things. It just it just didn't come together. And those are fine, by the way. I'm all for a good money grab if it's if it's like Agreed. clever and on brand. But like this one just swing and a miss. Yeah. Yep, yep. So wait, is it back to me since we shared that one? Yeah, so far we're two for two on you picking stuff that I picked, or me picking stuff you picked. I could just stick with that theme. Let's see if this one gets you two. Because I, I have a lot here that could have gone in almost any direction. I think you're going to get this one too. I, I, I'm just going to cross my fingers and hope. Maybe maybe this is another overlap. I'll start, again, I'm trying to make this as hard an order as I can. I've been failing at that, but maybe it's because you have the same movies. I will start with, and I don't know how to pronounce his name properly, but Temura Morrison. Oh, my God. I've got uh, this one, too. Wow. Peter Serafinowicz? Sure. Jean, Jean Reno? Maybe. Keep going. Kristen Davis? Keep going. Faison Love? Maybe not. Now we'll get to the bigger players, Malin Ackerman? Okay. Kristen Bell? No. Oh, different movie. Keep Jason going? Bateman? Jason Bateman? Is this movie 43? It is not. Oh, keep going then. All right, last two are John Favreau and Vince Vaughn. This is 2009's Couples Retreat. We have a different opinion on this movie. Mm, one of us hated this movie. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> One of was one of us watched this movie and was like, "What is wrong with all of this?" Interesting. Like, I saw certain moments as funny, but overall, I like it. The whole thing, the whole time I was watching it, I, I believe I was thinking to myself, "Is what a waste of the cast? What a poorly used set of actors for a bunch of sort of gags that barely could fill up a sitcom episode." Interesting. Okay. I, I don't actually have a good argument here, except I think this movie's kind of forgivable. It's fine. I think it's fine. I think it's what it was supposed to be. I think it's a it's on, you know, it's a it's a sitcom. It's a 7:30 p.m. Tuesday night sitcom. And it was exactly that. And I was like, all right, cool. It's cool. You can run this on TNT for the rest of your life. All right. I yeah. And for me, if this is 25 minutes, I'm good. And anything longer than that especially with this cast. I mean, Kristen Bell, who has clearly become such an amazing part of like great content, right? She's been in so many of the good things, you know, Jason Bateman and also the waste. I thought, I thought the Vince bringing back Vince Vaughn and John Favreau and not giving them the opportunity to play off each other the way they're so good at. Right. To Vince Vaughn and John Favreau. (laughs) Yeah. And then you got Faison Love, and he's got some good lines. Don't get me wrong, there's some good lines, but I, I really, really did not like this when it came out. I really was like, this is not a TNT Tuesday night movie to me. This is a don't put this on TV movie to me. Okay. I, I respect yeah. that opinion. I don't share it, though, because I think my expectation of this movie was pretty low, and what I basically got was this is like a better version of what Sandler does or roughly the same thing Sandler does because Bateman is a better actor than Nick Swartzen. So fully agreed that that's my point. This is the, this is better than all of those Sandler movies, but the Sandler movies are almost forgivable in that the casts aren't great. In this case, you take a great cast, 
right? John Reno and Peter Serafinowicz, who are who have small roles in it, are amazing actors, right? Peter Serafinowicz Again, in this, though, I think is so funny. I think that whole Guitar Hero shtick is so funny. I thought it was pretty well done because he's so intense. I thought that was actually, like, well played. I agreed, but it doesn't play in the whole movie. That's fair. my thing. It's okay, like, fair. I'm... I, and I think back to, you know, some of the sillies, 80s, uh, 80s comedy movies, movies like Animal House and movies like Caddyshack, right? Where your jokes per minute or however you're measuring the humor of it is far, far outpaces a movie like this. And the overall story works. And there's no idiot plots of which this movie has not one, but several. The idiot plot being the you know character does a thing that no normal thinking human would do, right? It's the massive overreaction to the thing acting on half heard sentences all that like this movie is like a threes company episode stretched out to two hours i actually think that's a totally fair assessment i just didn't mind it as much as i think you did but that's fair that's this is a good pick thanks bud like i want this to be not maybe it doesn't have to be and i know different levels but like this doesn't have to be a fish called wanda or when harry met sally level of comedy uh, but it certainly deserved more than it than we got what I will totally agree with is a cast like that shouldn't be mildly better than Sandler's version. It should be substantially better. And I think it's probably only mildly better. Right. Like Couples Retreat now feels like a typical Netflix comedy. Right. That's because Sandler makes all of them. But yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So please give me a new, please, please don't make this movie. Okay. Next. <laughs> All right, so let's stick with. I'm gonna. I'm, I have five words for everything, but I'm gonna go to your stick because I think it's more fun for this episode. So, Tamira Morrison, Boba Fett, Taika Waititi, okay, Angela Bassett, okay, Tim Robbins. What is going on here? Peter Sarsgaard. Mark Strong. Pierce? The what next movie? two give it away. The next two are going to give it away. Okay. Um, is there any chance... God, it can't be that. Is there any chance this is um, Kingsman 2? No. Nope. Because I didn't like it, but I don't think it was that bad. No, it wasn't like horrible. It wasn't horrible. This is 2011. I'll tell you that. June of 2011. 2011, 2011, Peter Sarsgaard, Taika Waititi. That's throwing the, me way off. You want the big two? Give me one of the big two. Blake Lively. Oh, that doesn't actually help me. I don't know a lot of her stuff. 2011, but I, I have a hunch where, are we in the superhero realm of movies? Yeah. 2011 superhero movie with Blake Lively and... Who's her All husband? right, what's the last one? Who's her husband? Ryan Reynolds. Oh, oh, is this Green Lantern? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good one, JT. I don't, that should have been, yeah, 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 yeah. I had, I had strongly considered the uh, the Wolverine yeah, origins, sure. you know, and uh, decided to go, I, I feel like we talk about those movies a lot, and just sort of decided to try to find other pools of content, but that's a really good pick. I mean, the fact that they make fun of it in Deadpool, like- yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively, Mark Strong, Peter Sarsgaard, Tim Robbins, Angela Bassett, Angela Bassett Taika Waititi, and Tamura Morrison. I, just 
that's the whole story. I don't need to say right. anymore. And if you've seen like this movie, I was older. And when I started laughing at this movie about maybe 30 minutes in, like 30 minutes in, I'm like, oh, okay, this is just a bad movie. And now that's yeah. what we're here for. We're here to watch this unravel in the worst way possible. And it succeeded at doing that. Yeah. And I remember watching it with this sort of vibe of, okay, this is really not good, but maybe there's going to be some fun action scenes or some cool effects, or they'll use the lantern well or, or whatever. Right. No. Like the, the ring. No, no, none of that. I mean, not, what, there was not a one cool of like things. water slide. Was it a water slide or a yeah, racetrack? I think so. A good scene. This is again, one of those movies that like I watched it once very quickly realized what was happening during during the like during the actual viewing and immediately went all right we're never watching this again and have not <laughs> like no. i i think it's a i think it's in the level of superheroes that are really hard to take to screen because sort of in the captain marvel way like you are really powerful like yeah you know it, it defies like it's one of those like it works in the comic book and it's hard to stretch it into a comic book movie. Well, that's always been my thing. Not to, I don't want to get on a tangent here, but like that's always been my thing with Superman. Like when they do the Superman right. versus Batman stuff, it's like this is stupid. He's Superman. Like it problem right. solved. Like this is a two minute movie. Hey Moana. Hey, you know it's like Moana. Just deliver the rock. Problem solved. Right. Every Superman movie is like Superman. Fix it. Thanks, guy. Problem solved. <laughs> like, right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. I, I by the way, fully agree. Like this just didn't. I I, I don't know why. I'm gonna go have to check. Maybe I didn't put it in my list at all. But this uh, this is a great pick, bud. This is the first one that came to mind when you said it. I was like, oh, Green Lantern, because there's so many good nice. people in it. There's so many, and and by the way, almost all of them now have corrected their problem in being in comic book movies. In actually, all of them have right. Sarsgaard has. Oh, Tim Robbins has. And Angela Bassett has through Black Panther. Taika Waititi has like. Right made my favorite Marvel movies probably obviously everything that Ryan Reynolds has done. It's just cool. It's cool that they've all like, you know, fixed it. <laughs> Maybe we needed green lantern to get infinity war. It's very possible. You never know. Right. Or Deadpool. Yeah. Definitely Deadpool. It definitely needed it for Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good pick. I, I gotta say though, I keep looking at, at my list is what to do next. And I really love all of the things I've written down here. So I'm going to have to cheat throughout this episode to find a way to squeeze them all in. Okay. Just letting you know that That's well fine. in advance. So I'm going to go with, with I, I went looking for this one because it came to mind pretty quickly as well. So let's see how I can give you this cast. So we'll start with Robbie Coltrane. He's the actor who plays Hagrid. Oh, okay. I know who he is. He's done a lot of stuff, but that's, I think, what he's most known for. Robert Carlyle, he was uh, train spotting and some train of those. spotting. That's what I know for. Yep, yeah, train spotting. Uh, Sophie Marceau, she was in Mission Impossible: Burj Khalifa one. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. I know who she is. I can't think of anything else she's been in, but I know who she is. Okay. Now it starts getting weirder. Let's see. I'll give you Denise Richards. Okay, know her. Okay, John Cleese. Love John Cleese. Okay. Okay. How good a movie are we talking about so far? We're getting there, right? No reason for it to be bad yet. Keep going. Dame Judi Dench. Okay. And the final one is the giveaway. I'll let you know now. The year is 1999. All right. 
And the final actor will be Pierce Brosnan. Oh, God. Bond something something. This is The World Is Not Enough, the James Bond movie. I don't know if I've seen this one. It's, I think, I don't, I, I look, I've seen every James Bond movie. I don't know that I can say it's the absolute worst of all time, but it is hands down the biggest throwaway of a cast. First to have, sure. first, the complete miscasting of Denise Richards as this completely unbelievable uh, nuclear physicist. Sure. Like, and, and I'm going to say this, it's not because she's attractive or even because she's crazy attractive. It's because her character in the movie is dumb. And that's the problem with it. It's, yeah. I can, I, I'm fine with a very attractive, super smart nuclear physicist, but that person can't also be a dummy. You know, yeah. if, if you want to do damsel in distress, if she's not brave, I'm cool with that, but she can't be a dummy. And they made her a dummy. And I think it was a disrespectful to the actress and B to the audience. Fair. Then you have, then you have Robert Carlyle, who is this great actor and he's great at unhinged. And his whole thing is there is a bullet moving very, very slowly through his skull until it reaches his brain. I'm all, I'm all for James Bond implausibility of stuff and acceptance of disbelief. And it sort of became the problem of some of the Bond movies at, as of this point, or even into the, even some of the mid nineties ones is they just, they made a thing that you're like, really that like you're dying really slowly, then just give him cancer. Like, I, right. I can accept you in stage four cancer more than I can accept that there's a bullet slowly moving through your brain. Right. Like, right. It's what? Yeah. What's propelling it? Gravity? Like, <laughs> right. It, it's funny because it's actually a similar implausibility. The, the other movie that I think does this wrong and it's more forgivable is actually Iron Man. The shards are like still going like, I don't think they continue to travel. Right. That, I, again, I'm not a heart surgeon, but I don't imagine the shrapnel. Like I know what momentum is. <laughs> right. Yeah. The only thing with Iron Man that they did a decent job of is they've then also put a brand new piece of technology that makes no sense to us in the middle of it to cause it. So you're like, okay, both those things seem stupid, but collectively, at least it's sound and valid. Exactly. Whereas here, it didn't get to that point where you can be like, oh, okay, right? Again, what if it was a lead bullet lead, and the lead is slowly leaching into his brain? And That's you know, all you need. Okay, Problem solved. Right? That would have done it. That would have done it. Yeah. So between those things and then just a overall, I mean, look, Bond movies are tough to do well to begin with. I think, yeah. I think the good Bond movies deserve far, far more credit because it's a hard thing to pull off. You've got to do crazy gadgets, crazy capers, world-ending stories, et cetera, et cetera. It, you know, an impossibly perfect hero, but this is just like the, the dumpster fire of, a, of that kind of a concept. Yeah. Was this, did this come before or after the Halle Berry one before, right? The Halle Berry one. I think this is right before it. Cause I, I believe that's the last one of the Brosnan I think series. so. So I did see this because now that I think about it, I think I saw all of them because the second you said the bullet thing, I was like, oh God. But like, that's how, uh, that's how forgettable this movie was. I didn't remember it until you said that. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember that whole deal. Ugh, that's too bad. Yeah. Great pick. Good pick. Thanks, man. All right. I'm going to cheat on my next one. I'm going to do two movies because they're basically the same movie. I'm just going to okay. smash them together. So I'll give you one cast and then I'll give you another cast and I think you'll probably get both. But these okay. are wild. So the first one, uh, Halle Berry, just because we just said her. Sarah Swordfish. Paulson. 
No, no. That that would have been a good one, though. I don't think there's enough heavyweights in that, but that could have done it. Oh, I have a Sarah Paulson movie on my list, but I don't okay. think Harry, Harry, Halle Berry was definitely not in that. Uh, Common, who I love as an actor. Okay. Here we go. Robert De Niro. Oh, is this um, 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 is this New York? I love you. Nope. You've, or you've New got, Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Yeah. So the rest of this, this cast: Sarah Jessica Parker, Jessica Biel, Ashton Kutcher, Zac Efron, Michelle Pfeiffer, Kristen Milano. Cool. Now here's the second one: Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Garner, Topher Grace, Jack Dempsey, Jessica Biel again, Jessica Alba. Kathy Bates. What movie is this? Anne Hathaway. Jamie Foxx. This is another. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts? Yeah. So it's not. Was this the one called Valentine's Day by any chance? Ding, 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 ding. There Ah, he is. Okay. So. Never saw it. Never saw it. I'm just putting these two movies together. There's a lot of these kinds of movies, but the fact that these two came out like so close to one another, like Valentine's day came out on February 12th of 2010. Didn't do well because no story like that. Did you see it? Oh, so this is, this is where I'm getting to. And when we start, I started with a question. Oh, This is your cheat. This is your cheat. Well, no, this and, and new year's Eve. I stopped watching both of them. Ah, okay. I accept that. My wife is a sucker for movies like this. Like she loves the totally transparent, you know how it ends with the first six minutes, but we're going to watch the whole thing anyway. And it's fine. And like, I'm, I'm down for those every once in a while because they're, they're, they could be a fun watch. Like it's, they're not horrible. Both of these movies with a cast like that. I mentioned the word money grab earlier. Good Lord. Like it's just such a bummer because those casts are absurd, like absurd. And yet, for some reason, I mean, both of these movies are lacking any depth or anything even remotely interesting happening. And what's, I think, more obnoxious is that there are versions of this that have sort of worked. Like, there's the He's Not Into You movie with, like, Justin Long and Ben Affleck. By the way, also totally a fine movie. Not good. But it's, it's plausible. No idiot plots. Like there's actual like conflict that makes sense. You're like, oh, that would be a thing people would actually fight about. The whole like wildly serendipitous for everybody on the planet at the same time thing is taken out of con. It's just like mildly better. And both of these are after that movie came out. There's no excuse for not having these being at least in the 50, 60 range of these are pretty good. They're universally panned, I think, for this reason. I, you're totally right. I did see New Year's Eve. Uh, I oh. I don't think I don't think of the theater, and I don't know if I finished it. Uh, I, I I New York, I love you. In my didn't make any of my cuts because it's also this. It's the same kind of movie. It's the massive ensemble cast trying to weave them all together in a clever way. It, it's like um, Love Actually done poorly. I mean, that's the I'm thing. Close. It's like Love. It's almost, it would be actually interesting to see how many times they actually pull it off because the answer is far less than it should be. And they try a lot. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. A lot. Nice. Uh, How many picks are we at, buddy? Because I got, I got, I can just, I can go all day on this. I'm having a lot of fun. Well, this is your last top five. Oof. All right. I'm going to give a movie I don't think you've even heard of. Great. I will save the rest of these for the, oh, man. 
Man. All right. I'm just going to have to make sure I get some hits and pong, but here we go. Uh, Richard E. Grant. You know who he is? He's a British actor. I think he's in Love, Love Actually. He often plays like a smarmy British dude. Okay. Sure. I believe you. You recognize him. Did you watch all of Loki? Yeah. He was the comic book Loki. He was the, the, the older oh, I Loki. I love that guy. Oh, I know that who guy. he is. I do know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Sandra Bernhardt. Oh, sure. David Caruso. Okay. Frank Stallone. Love a good Frank Stallone sighting. By the way, I can go through this whole cast. I guarantee you don't know the movie. I Andy McDowell. I love Andy McDowell. Danny Aiello. Oh, he's funny sometimes. Hmm. He was a big 80s guy. He was everybody's dad. Yeah, he's done some comedy roast stuff that's kind of sad recently. <laughs> oh. And the lead actor of the movie is one Bruce Willis. Okay. <laughs> the movie's from 1991. Sure. It is entitled Hudson Hawk. Oh, I know this movie exists and I have never seen it. As I start to say this, I'm going to realize this was probably one of those How Disappointed Was I movies. Okay. This is the previews look great. In fact, I would suggest watching the preview after we're off the thing, because you're going to watch and be like, I would love to see this movie. And everything about it is just awful. Everything <laughs> is done poorly. The things that tie together the story don't work. It's not funny. It's forced humor that's not good. Huh. There's a couple of good banters with Bruce and Danny. James Coburn is complete. I mean, everybody is just wasted in this movie. James Coburn and... And Sandra Bernhardt, I think, probably is the standout because she's always great and because she's just Sandra Bernhardt and whatever she does. But this was that, like, I think this, I, you know, I didn't do enough research just because, you know, time. But I think this movie almost, almost killed Bruce Willis's movie career. Oh, wow. Right? Because he had just, you know, just kind of gotten there. And um, this was just Awful. And it was awfully received and it was known to be bad, etc. So Hudson Hawk, it's by the way, it's a caper movie. Everything about it is a disappointment. It's like a caper movie gone wrong. It's great cast gone wrong. It's supposed to be a comedy caper movie. It's got some weird elements about like it takes itself a little too seriously and then a little too not seriously all at the same time. Mm. So yeah. Boo Hudson Hawk. Boo. Fair. Okay, yeah, this is one of those movies that I think by the time I was old enough to see it, everyone that I knew and trusted was like, don't see that. Yeah. And so I think I just, I, I managed to literally never see it. Well played. Okay. All right, this next one's kind of weird, but I'm going to use it anyway uh, because it does bum me out. <clears throat> so let's start with Vinnie Jones. You know Vinnie Jones? Mm, I I, I think I would know if you named it a role, but I don't recognize offhand. He's the enormous guy. He always plays like a hooligan football dude. He was in like Euro Trip. He was in um, Guy Ritchie. He was in Snatch. He's in all that stuff. Okay. Uh, Horatio Sands, who you know. Okay. Hank Azaria. Okay. Christopher Mintz Plus. Yeah. Oliver Platt. Okay. Harold Ramis. All right. David Cross. Is it is this like an American Pie 7, The Pie's Revenge or something? Nope. Okay. Olivia Wilde. 
Olivia Wilde, Harold Ramis. I, I I'm guessing this has this has to be a late 20 teens. This is like a 2016 ish kind of movie, is my assumption. Uh, it's earlier than this, 2009. Oh, okay. Wait, here's the last. Here's the two. Well, the two big ones they headline the film, but I think some of those. Everybody in this is pretty good. Uh, Michael Sarah and is... Jack Black. Oh, I didn't see this. Is this a million BC? Year one. Okay. Okay. Say so it was like the, the two movies that were the same premise, the same year. One of those things. Yeah. So this is one of this movie makes me so sad because I'm all like that cast. Like, here's the thing. You put together a ridiculous cast. You expect a ridiculous movie. That's where there's like the movie 43. And then there's the one with Danny McBride. I always forget the name. Those two movies were the same movie to me too. Like it's like a sat- satirical movie about a bunch of celebrities. And then the one where the world is ending, whatever, it doesn't matter. I thought about oh, those two. Never saw 43. The the one with the one also with Michael Sarah. Yeah. This is how it ends uh, or something. Is that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, something like, like that. that. Like, so when you put this like super ridiculous cast together and go, we're making a ridiculous movie. It's like, all right, cool. First of all, Ramis is comedy god. Like he's a, he's a comedy legend. He's an icon. So yeah. I get the premise here and there actually is a good premise here, but we've talked about this before about a movie that should have just been a Saturday night live skit. Holy <laughs> Moses. This thing is so painfully long and the pay and not painfully long because like the movie's like a, you know, a two hour runtime. I think it's like under 90 minutes. It's just like, it's just like bad Mel Brooks. It's just really, really bad Mel Brooks. I had a movie in my list that I I, I ended up dropping out. I'm just going to name it because I don't think it's going to be on yours. Is uh, do you have any um, do you have anything by Blake Edwards? No. So there's a movie in the late, also actually with uh, Bruce Willis called uh, Blind Date. Okay. Which I was going to reference last week with the date movies. Sure. But this is one of those where same kind of thing. You start watching, and you're like. How long is this going to go on for? Like, are they going to do something different? Because I don't want any more of this. Yeah, th- this movie was just so weird because it's not actually about cavemen. It's actually about like the Old Testament. And there's like a bunch of like religious stuff that's like poking fun at things, which is also fun. Again, it's all just bad imitation Mel Brooks stuff. And it's just kind of weird because like it was like Harold Ramis wrote it and directed it. And I adore him. And just this whole movie, I just remember there's like, maybe two scenes that I think I laughed at that like genuinely laughed at. And the rest of it was just like kind of painful to watch. Like it was just a really, really hard watch. And it's, it's a bummer because every one of those people I said, like even like, you know, David Cross and Hank Azaria who like aren't the biggest stars, but like if I see their name attached to something, I'm like, Oh, this is probably going to be pretty good. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird. It was just one of those weird, like bummer movies where I was like, Oh, this will be fun. And I was like, this is not as much fun as I wanted it to be. This was in my, uh, I remember it came out and I put it on like, ah, I'll wait for this and see it at some point. And it just has never managed to get, it, it, for whatever reason, probably because of what you're saying right now, it just every time I look at it, I'm like, ah, who cares? Yeah. Sort of like uh, John Carter, which I also never saw. The, <laughs> yeah, sure. It's one of those like, yeah, you know, maybe I should watch this. Ah, who cares? No, this, yeah. is, this is an hour and a half of your life that you should just dedicate to something else. Well, I'll tell you what I don't want to dedicate it to. It's the following. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. What's the best order here? Let's start with Luke Wilson. We're in contender pond now, so we're moving, right? 
We're moving. We're moving quicker, quickly, but we're still going to go through the cast because it's All right, fun. Lo- okay, Luke Wilson, go ahead. Luke Wilson, Rachel McAdams. Love her. Claire Danes. Oh, my first crush. I love Claire Danes. Craig T. Nelson. Okay, somebody's dead. Got it. Dermot Mulroney. Sure, one of the hardest names in Hollywood. Diane Keaton. Adore Diane Keaton. Reminds me of my aunt. Go ahead. And Sarah Jessica Parker. That's everybody? Yeah, and you know this movie too. That's what makes it so much fun as a pick for me. There's no other big names in this? No. Oh, this is the family stone, you sly fox. (laughs) It sure is. (laughs) But it's Pong, so let's just move along. What's your next? No, that's fair. I actually at one point thought to myself, I'm like, I bet he puts the family stone in here. That's pretty funny. Uh, All right. Let's do... Jessica Alba. Okay. Dustin Hoffman. Okay. Robert De Niro. What is going on here? Okay. Luke Wilson. Uh, This is a real movie, huh? Barbara Streisand. What are you talking about? Jessica Alba, Barbara Streisand. Ben Stiller. Oh, they're, they're, oh, I have not seen this. It's one of those Meet the Parents movies, right? Yeah, so this is either Meet the Fuckers or Little Fuckers. Take your pick. Every version of that after the first one was just a really tired version of the first one. Got it. Yeah, I never saw... I I don't even think I watched the first one. It was like the premise bothered me. I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this, so I'm not going to watch it. This is when Ben Stiller was still figuring out how to Ben Stiller. And I and like right. a lot of people loved it. And it was basically just like him playing versions of something about Mary over and over again until he started making interesting movies. And it was like really hard to watch. And he's the mutant, you know, the mutant offspring of comedy legends. So it was raw. It was rough. These two movies are rough. All right. Next up, I'm going to start naming people. You're going to look at me like, who are you talking about? Sure. I'm sure of that, but we'll get there. Okay. Billy West. Okay. D. D. Bradley. I'll go faster. D. Bradley Baker. Bob Bergen. Bill Farmer. Bill Farmer. Nope. You don't know any of these names, but trust me, you do. You do and you don't at the same time. We'll move from there into Wayne Knight. Know him. Wilson. Uh, Not Wilson. What was it? It Yeah, Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you Bill Murray. Sure. Have you got the movie yet? You don't, right? No. Any one more person gives you the movie, so that one person will be Michael Jordan. Oh, uh, Space Jam? Space Jam, the original. So I was giving you the cat. Those are the voices of Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. Sure. Um, By the way, can I just say, you have all of the Looney Tunes, Bill Murray and Michael Jordan, not to mention everybody else involved in this movie, and you can't make something as good as Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Please. This is tough for me. My millennial is going to show here because I was like 10 when this movie came out and loved it. And so it, it holds a very special place nostalgically for me. It's a terrible movie, by the way, but like yeah. it's it's still fun. And the Monstars, it's like a fun thing to look back on and see like Patrick Ewing and Muggsy Bogues and all that stuff. Yeah, it's it's pretty, pretty bad, though. It's your generation's Tron. Sure. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. OK, okay let's do John Cleese. Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Justin Theroux. How about Cameron Diaz? That should be orienting. John Cleese. I, for a second, I thought you were doing Indy 5, but I but I know it's, or 4, whatever it was. Crispin Glover. 
okay. Drew Barrymore. Is this the Charlie's Angels sequel? Yeah, so the full, first? full throttle specifically. Also Bill Murray, also lots of other people. Like, it's a really big cast. Like, And they're yeah. all, in their own right, very, very good actors. Crispin Glover actually oddly turns in a brilliant performance in a pretty bad film. But bad yeah, movie. it's a bad movie. Yeah, good pick. It's a good pick. Uh, okay, I will go. I've got a couple in here where they are actually quite small casts, but that's sort of the point. So this first one will be Mary Steenburgen. Oh, I know her. Morgan Freeman. Love him. Michael Douglas. Okay. Kevin Klein. What? Robert De Niro. I don't know this. What is this? That, and that's and that's all that matters is that five. I mean, those five names, right? Like that's powerhouse names. Sure. It's a movie called Last 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 Vegas. Oh wait, I have seen this. This is when the old guys do the robbery thing, right? Yeah, it's what I mean. That's what they should have done. Instead, they made a terrible movie about the concept of four old guys doing a, a heist in Vegas that was actually just garbage. Just badly done. Just is Kevin Hart in that movie? Who am I? There's a... I don't think so. There's a couple of movies with this kind of premise. This one was terrible. No, I remember this. I remember it specifically because it's like the... Yeah, they had the conflict between two of the old guys. and Yeah, it was bad. I remember thinking this was yep. pretty bad. Bad. Okay. Uh, let's do... Do, 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 do... Yeah, let's do this one. This is such a weird one. So, David Ajala who you would know if you saw. Okay. Let's use, do you know Tuppets Middleton? No. Okay. Sean Bean. You love Sean Bean. Love Sean Bean. Who doesn't love Sean Bean? Uh, Tom Piggott Smith. Eddie Redmayne. Oh, I know him. Mila Kunis. Hmm. This is, is this one of the current um, Hogwarts? The uh, nope. What's it called? No. Nope. Channing Tatum. Wow. Is this uh, White House Down? No. Or the other one? No. This is Jupiter Ascending. Oh, I never saw that. That bad, huh? Yikes. <laughs> yeah, I did see and was thinking about the um, Valyrian and the Thousand Planets. Also another. Sure. Yeah, Iron Flux is another one that I had like, ah, but I couldn't get the cast big enough. Yes. Yeah. No, you you picked wisely. You picked the you picked the one with the best worst combo that works the best. Sure. Okay. Uh this is this is gonna be a giveaway pretty quickly, but we'll see if we can get you there. Luke Evans. Okay. Kurt Russell. Okay. Charlize Theron. Love her. Uh, Natalie, I think it's Nat- Natalie, Natalie, uh, Emmanuel. Love her too. This she is was the one in. This is a Fast uh, and Furious movie. Fast and Furious 8. Sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Especially with Charlize Theroux. That, this is the one where she shows up yeah. and it's also awful. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. Uh, I would argue that this is, but this one, like they could have taken it up a notch. And I think instead they actually almost as bad as like Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift is, by the way, far worse Fast and Furious movie. Sure, but if, but the cast doesn't hold. The cast is much less relevant. This cast agreed. is amazing. Totally agreed. Okay, uh-huh. that's fair. Uh, okay, my next one will be. Let's see. What do I want to do? Oh, I know what I'll do. 
Uh, Gemma Chan. Do you know her? Okay. Yeah, I know her. Okay. Uh, Glenn Morshauer. Don't know. Okay. Stanley Tucci. Okay. Gerard Carmichael. Okay. Josh Duhamel. I think it's Duhamel, isn't it? I, his name bothers me. I'm sure it Stan. is. Yeah. I love him. Is this one of the Transformers movies? Yeah. Sir Anthony Hopkins, Mark Wahlberg. The list goes on. This was the Transformers last night. Oh, I didn't see that. Basically, if you show me Duhamel, Tucci, Hopkins, Totoro, I'm like, yay. And then I see the cover sure. and I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, that's about right. Let's go with... Uh, this is a good one. Paul Giamatti. Love him. Brian Cranston. Love him. Russell Brand. Love him. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Kind of warm on her, but keep going. Alec Baldwin. Fan. Tom Cruise. I don't know. Uh, this is Rock of Ages from 2012. Yeah, I never saw it. Okay, fair. And I love musicals, and I love this entire cast, and just no. No, so, no, 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 no. Love musicals. You know my opinion on Tom Cruise. I'm not the biggest fan. I'm totally and have always been warm on Catherine Zeta-Jones an actress. She's fun, but like, there's something about her that just feels weird to me very often. I don't know why. And so this is one of those things where I'm like, there's no way I walk out of this movie in a good mood. So I just have never seen it. Fair enough. All right, uh, this is my last one for Pong. Oh, yeah, so that was the last one for Pong. So the, my last one, this is like sort of a shorter list. But Katie Holmes, Al Pacino, Dana Carvey. I've talked about this before. Is this two for the money? Nope. Now we'll get into okay. the stuff, the people that will start giving it away. Nick Swartzen. Okay. Adam Sandler. Yeah, I don't know which one this is. Yeah, so this is a cheat because I haven't seen it because I refuse to, but Jack and Jill. Oh, we're <laughs> uh, all right. My, my, I would have put it higher on the list because of how bad it is, but I just don't actually want to talk about it. Movie. Sure. Uh, David Harbour. Love. From Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, love. Margot Robbie. Robbie. Big uh, fan. Ez- uh, Ezra Miller. Oh, uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Sure. Like, I didn't even get to, like, the uh, Ben Affleck, Will Smith, Jared Leto, Viola, Viola Davis. I yeah, mean, huge, huge cast. Sold, Yeah, amazing. Amazing cast. Uh, okay, so I have three Fast Five that I just want to, like, mention. Two of which, okay. because it's short list, they're, like, short. And then one that I actually have a question about. So one is Miles Teller, Rooney Mara, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, uh, one of the Fantastic Four movies? The only one that those guys did together that was just an absolute, absolute nightmare. Absolute nightmare. I just don't know which one it was, the first or the second. Did they? I think I think they only did one as a group. They did a bunch of them before, but I think that fell apart because of the whole Teller-Snyder thing. Don't know. Yeah, that's how bad it was. The other yeah. one is Bruce Willis, Amanda Peet, Kevin Pollack. Like, like, like. Don't know. Whole 10 Yards. Oh, I hated both of those. Yeah. So the good. first one, the Matthew Perry. So the first one was mildly forgivable because I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. The second one, it just upped the bad the whole time. Here's the most interesting one, and then I'm done. Clooney, Bill Murray, 
John Goodman, Hugh Bonneville, Matt Damon, Kate Blanchett. I think this uh, is this um, the Monuments Men. Yeah. So here's the deal. This is not a horrible movie. It's not horrible. Yeah. I was gonna, yeah. But the weight of that cast is so heavy. And I get that it was Clooney directing and he's figuring his stuff out and he's trying to pull from Soderbergh and all these other people that he learned from. But that move, like as, as okay as that was, it was fine. There's some, there were some moments that I thought were sweet. I actually went back and looked at Travers review of it because he was one of the higher ones. And I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. I thought you would have panned this. It's fine. But with that kind of talent, that movie should have been a lot better than fine. Like a lot better. Yeah. I think, um, I think that's. I think it's the weight of that. Your your comments, right? It's the weight of that cast meant it should have been better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I have just a few left as well. Uh, Emmett Walsh, Kenneth Branagh, Salma Hayek, Kevin Klein, and Will Smith. Oh, uh, Wild Wild West. I thought that might be on your list. Nice. Um, Sarah Paulson, Anya Taylor Joy. She was the one from Queen's Gambit. Oh, love her. Yeah. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, James McAvoy, and Bruce Willis. I not Looper. No, this is Glass. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yep. Awful movie. Pretty bad. Just, just awful. Uh, Scott Glenn, Oscar Isaac, John Hamm, Emily Browning, Carla Gugino. I'm gonna try to start with that. Jenna Malone, Abby Cornish, and Vanessa Hudgens. I don't know. Sucker Punch. Oh, I don't think I've seen that actually, but I remember it being a thing. It was awful. And then um, my last last is, and I I think people, I don't think this is as terrible, but to me it is. B.D. Wong, Jake Johnson, Vincent D'Onofrio, Judy Greer, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Chris Pratt. Oh, um, Jurassic something something. Jurassic World, the the first of the, the beginning of this reboot trilogy or whatever it's called. Just painful. Just absolute pain. I mean, you have dinosaurs and you mess it up. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, it's, I, I think you're at some point we might have to do like a standalone episode of you getting to air an airing of the grievances because like you have a very strong opinion on that movie that I have not. I don't think anybody loves it. I've not I mean, anybody who loves it except my niece. My niece Aurora adores it, but she's six. So that's fine. Um, I don't know anybody who dislikes it as much as you. And I'd like to I'd like to unpack that. Anytime, buddy. <laughs> I will. We'll go find the running length of the movie, and we'll spend that much time talking about that movie if you'd like. Okay. Although that's good. way too much of our lives dedicated to such a terrible, terrible movie. You know what, though, that would be a good mystery science re- like theater three thousand for us if we ever get to do a live watching party with somebody. You just bagging on that movie for two hours, and me eating pizza and having beer while you do it sounds like a great time. I, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. All right, well, hopefully coming to a study near you, the Lo-Fi Top 5 and Jeremy's hatred of Jurassic World. Uh, we love you guys. Please keep, uh, as we mentioned last week, very exciting news with Shipping Studios. We're so stoked to be on board. Uh, we will have some feed stuff happening that will require you to find us somewhere else, but not yet. We're going to keep things nice and easy for the time being. We love you. We'll see you next time on the Lo-Fi Top 5. From the day I was born.